Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So today I wanted to talk about a topic that seems to be making its way into the mainstream, which I find really exciting, and that is taking care of your nervous system or nervous system regulation. I really think that this is such an important topic and it really is interesting seeing it become more and more mainstream. I've been into this topic for a few years now. I made some resources for my clients around it probably about a year ago now. And then recently, it's like I've been seeing it everywhere. I mean, even just last week, I was listening to a podcast about money and taking care of finances. And they talked about nervous system regulation and how important that is. I'm seeing it being talked about in the financial space, in the personal development space, in the wellness space. And I feel like slowly but surely it's creeping into the fitness and nutrition space as well. And it's a really important topic for such a variety of reasons as it impacts pretty much all aspects of our lives. But then if we also narrow down and just look at the fitness and nutrition space, it has an impact on us following through with the goals that we make you know, making better decisions that are more aligned with the goals that we have. It can help our body operate more optimally to allow our bodies to create the adaptations that we desire, such as building muscle or losing fat. The state of our nervous system really affects pretty much all other aspects of our body. You know, looking at our mood, our digestion, our sleep. I know so many people who struggle with sleep, our cognition, our adrenals, our immune system, making decisions, our actions or reactions. And so living with a more regulated nervous system will improve your physical health, your mental health, and it will help you show up differently, which includes things like changing your habits, you know, making decisions that are different than what you normally make, making the harder decisions, the delayed gratification. And these are the things that are necessary for change. You know, doing things differently, making the harder decision, doing the uncomfortable thing, that's all going to be harder to do when you're in a chronically stressed out state. So when we have a more regulated nervous system, we can better adjust our responses to our stimuli, you know, meaning better regulating our emotional response and our actions from a place of a calmer nervous system. So for those of you who may be unfamiliar with our nervous system states, we have what is called our sympathetic nervous system, which is commonly talked about as being our flight or flight response, you know, when we're really stimulated and we're in this heightened nervous system state. And then we have our parasympathetic nervous system, which is commonly referred to as the rest and digest. And that is when we are in a calmer state. So really, because of the way our society is set up and the different expectations that there are out there and all the different stimuli that gets thrown at us all the time, many of us really need to work on bringing ourselves back into a parasympathetic state because it is just too easy to get caught up in this sympathetic state where we're in go, go, go. We've got all these different stressors coming at us all throughout the day. You know, even if you're just sitting there, it's not just physical stress. If you're just sitting there scrolling and reading news that some part of your brain finds stressful, that's keeping you in a sympathetic state. And sometimes this can also be from times in our past where we were living in a very stressful time. Maybe we had a stressful environment or we're going through a lot of things. And if that was a prolonged experience, it could have been what our body just got used to. And then our body learned to stay in this stress state. 
So we really need to work on bringing ourselves back into a parasympathetic state more often. So there are a variety of techniques that you can do to work on bringing yourself back into a calmer, more parasympathetic state. And I think it's really important to try different techniques and just see what works for you. And also realize that when we do new things, they can be wildly uncomfortable and we may think it's just not for us. So also give things some time, let yourself practice it before completely just writing something off. You know, a lot of people will try meditating and it's uncomfortable because it's not a state that our bodies are used to. I mean, I was this way. I used to try to lay there and just like wouldn't work for me or I didn't like it, felt uncomfortable. And that was my response to it. It was, oh, it just doesn't really work for me. I'm just not someone who really can meditate. I can't get my thoughts to stop. Sometimes it actually increases my heart rate. And I won't say I'm really great at meditating. And there's there's all sorts of different types. But I have gotten to a point where I love just laying there. Currently, guided meditations are my favorite. But I'm working on practicing and trying to get good at really laying there and just being alone with stillness. No guidance, no music or anything. Just me. Just me, myself, and my body. So all that to say, I would say go into it with the expectations that these things are foreign to us. And this state of being may be really foreign to us. And so it can be uncomfortable at first. And that doesn't mean that you're not good at it or that you don't like it. Maybe in this moment. But give yourself some time to move past the discomfort and allow yourself to really get into this calmer state of being. So as I already mentioned, both meditation and deep breathing are great. And there are so many different ways that you can go about this. And you can even just spend, you know, a couple minutes here and there on this. There are all sorts of breathing techniques and you can play around and see what you want to try and what maybe you end up liking. There's box breathing. There's literally just sitting there and trying to slow down your breath. There's working on increasing the duration of your inhale and your exhale, making sure that your exhale is longer than your inhale. There are certain breathing techniques that you can look for, different kinds of breath work. And same with meditation. There's so many different ways to go about it. It can be literally you just laying there, slowing down your breath and noticing what's around you, paying attention to your senses. It can be you just paying attention to your thoughts. It can be you focusing on your breath and nothing else. And there are such a wide variety of guided meditations. So there's a lot of things to play around with there. And something I want to mention is that when it comes to calming down our nervous system, it's not about trying to use our brain to calm down the body. We want to use our body to signal to the brain that we are safe. So we need to use the body, help bring the body back into a relaxed state in order to get the brain to calm down as well. So outside of deep breathing or meditation, we also have getting into nature. Different studies have shown really awesome effects on the effect nature has on helping our body get into a calmer state, both physiologically and mentally. And there are different techniques like shaking or havening or tapping or just dancing. And we can also leverage our mindset, the way that we perceive things to help out our stress response. The mindset that we have about something, the perception that we have has a huge impact on our response to it. 
if we view something as really stressful, that's going to have a different response to our, our body and our nervous system than if we choose to see it as a new adventure or as something fun and exciting. Not that that's always the switch that you have to make, but just realize that your thoughts about the thing, the perception that you have does impact your response to it. And so there are all different sorts of mindset tools, and things that you can do to work on changing your perception or changing your belief about something in order to have a different response to it, in order to be able to cope with stress better, to cope with overwhelm better, and stay in a more regulated state. And so you can lean into that as well to help out yourself and your little nervous system. And so when it comes to this, the goal is not to wait until you're in a really stressed out state in a place of high anxiety or high stress or major overwhelm to try one of these tactics to help bring your body back into a more regulated state. That can maybe be how you start implementing some of these things initially. Really, you want to find ways to get yourself into a parasympathetic state more often and on a daily basis so that you're living in a more regulated state, so that you're living from a calmer state of being. And this helps you not reach those higher states as often or when you start to, you're able to bring yourself back down much easier. So I highly recommend trying to find what you can do daily to help yourself out with this. It might just be five minutes of stillness. It might be five minutes of dancing. It might be five minutes of really working on breathing nice and deeply. A lot of us need to just work on our breathing capacity So many of us, because we have spent so much time not breathing very deeply, we actually can't. Our tissue has just become tight. And when I say can't, I mean not that you actually can't, but you have to work your capacity back up. It's a skill that you have to reteach your body. Something I've been playing around with personally the last few months or so is a a daily NSDR video. And I'll be honest, I tend to forget about it on the weekends, but Throughout the week, I play somewhere between a 10 to 20 minute NSDR video or yoga nidra. I literally just go into YouTube and type however long I feel like doing, you know, my brain is definitely one of those who loves to tell me that I don't have time for things. So it tends to be more on the 10 to 15 minute side, but I'll go in, type in 15 minute yoga nidra, click on a video, lay down, do it. And that's been something I've been really enjoying to help bring myself into that parasympathetic state more often. And I know sometimes it's suggested to do some of these right in the middle of the day so that we really give our, our brains and our bodies a break so that it's not just we're in a calm state in the morning or maybe in the evening, but we can bring things back down in the middle of the day so it doesn't just amp up and up and up. And then we're staying in this heightened state for a longer duration. So that's something to maybe play around with. So outside of bringing ourselves back into a parasympathetic state more often, and I say more often because many of us just don't actually, we're not in that state super often, we also want to improve our nervous system response just in general. And this really starts with awareness, as always. We need to be aware of the sensations in our body, what we're experiencing, what kind of emotions are coming up in order to respond to our own response. If we are just completely unaware of what we're experiencing, 
we're going to stay in this reactionary state and it's going to be harder for us to change if we're unaware of our experiences and our emotions and our responses, then we're not going to be able to make a change. So really start to practice listening to your body and noticing what you know, you're experiencing, your emotions, as well as taking a second to pause after you experience something, instead of just reacting or responding immediately, allow yourself to pause. And this will help both with giving you a second to actually pay attention to what you're experiencing, as well as work on choosing your response instead of letting your response just be whatever your innate reaction tends to be. So pause, allow yourself to take a second, notice the sensation in your body, allow yourself to choose a response instead of just responding innately, instead of just reacting to whatever the stimuli or the initial emotion that was brought up, and then allow yourself to actually feel the emotion, allow it to process through you. This is something that, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, it takes practice, really letting yourself feel the emotion and then and then letting it move through you. And even, honestly, it takes practice even understanding what letting it move through you means. But let your body feel the emotion, not just your brain, and then you can let it go. We don't want it to be stored within our body or our nervous system. So you can feel it, you can shake your body, can cry if you need to, do some sort of movement, laugh, breathe. And again, this is something that is definitely going to take some practice. (laughs) I don't know many people who just innately have been great at this for their whole lives. And lastly, you can purposefully put your body in stress states in order to get your body to learn how to be in a stress state while keeping a calm mind. So one way to go about this is cold exposure. I know that that's become really popular for a variety of reasons, but this is one way that you can do this. And this is what I know a lot of neuroscientists like to suggest doing. And you can go about this different ways. You can take a cold shower. You can go into an ice bath. I know some people who just dunk their head in some really cold water. Uh, You can also put a really cold towel on the back of your neck, which also is said to have benefits for your vagus nerve. You can jump in a cold pool, you know, whatever works for you if that's something that you want to try out. I also commonly see Wim Hof breathing suggested as well. So really point being letting your body get uncomfortable while you learn to stay calm mentally, which I do think is really important because we live in a time where... We have so much convenience. We have so many things at our disposal to help keep things as comfortable as possible. If we start to get hot, we just turn on the AC. If we start to get cold, we just turn on the heater. And I really think there's something to be said about mental resilience and the benefits that can have for you and your life, which does go hand in hand with your nervous system. So I realize nervous system health and nervous system regulation really isn't something that a lot of people are probably super familiar with. And like I said at the beginning, I'm excited that it's becoming more mainstream because really, truly, I think I think it's so foundational to just about everything we do. And it's not something I've mastered by any means. It's not something I've made a priority. And 
I'm working on that. It's something I'm starting to make a priority because I really do believe it impacts everything. And the hardest part really of going through any kind of fitness, health, body composition goal that you have and reaching that is the decisions that you make. It's making the hard decision. You know, when people tend to sabotage their goals, it's because a need isn't being met. It's harder to choose the more uncomfortable decision. Stress is high and the body is seeking comfort. And outside of all of that, there's also the implications that it has on the way your body is operating, right? We want good digestive health. We want to sleep well. We want good hormonal health. And all of that is also going to help any goal that you have around fitness, nutrition, health, body composition change. So there's my tidbit on nervous system and nervous system regulation and how it can benefit you and what you can do to help yourself in that realm. You don't have to do anything drastic, but at least have it in your awareness to be trying to allow yourself to come into that parasympathetic state. You know, this could be very intentionally spending time in nature every week. Like I said before, maybe it's taking just a few minutes a day to work on breathing a little bit deeper, being a little bit more mindful or present, doing a short meditation, and also just being more aware of your own body. It's not something that you'll probably go from zero to 100, but it's something that you can start to work on, something that you're aware of. And throughout the day, you may just notice that you're starting to pay more attention to the sensations you're feeling in your body, or even just working on pausing before responding or reacting to something. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode, your thoughts on this subject. As always, please feel free to reach out with any questions or comments that you have. If nothing else, I hope that this just plants a seed somewhere in the back of your mind for down the road. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a fabulous day and I will see you in the next episode.